Hi guys, welcome to Let's Talk with me, your host, Sagaka. It has been so, so, so long. I think the last time I recorded was like three weeks ago, but you guys know the deal. It's midterm season, deadlines, assignments, and everything, but I feel so good to now be back on track. I feel like sometimes you just need to take the day off or even take the weekend off just to know what requires your energy and focus. And trust me, I feel like just taking this weekend off as well just gave me so much clarity that I needed. But yeah, on that note, guys, we're back again with another episode. And today we have with us Mallory, who's actually the host of a podcast called 20s in 20. Now, her content is so relatable and she definitely has some advice for us. And I feel like most of the people listening to this episode or listening to this podcast are 20 somethings. So definitely, guys, stay tuned for everything that she has in store for us. I know for sure that I am definitely going to take away some notes. So do stay tuned for that. And also, guys, she's going to be talking a lot about moving to a new city and everything about her new life after college. So in that, we're talking about friendships, jobs, feeling like an imposter and so much more. So let's get started, guys. I am Sagrika, your host at the Let's Talk podcast. On this podcast, I invite students to discuss topics that are essential to student life. And I believe listening to others and their stories is a great way to find yourself in the journey. So please join me with learning something new in every episode we have. Thank you for being a part of this community. I'm happy you're here. Hi, Mallory. Thank you so much for actually being on this podcast. Thank you. Yes. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to be a guest on a podcast. This is so fun. So I'm really excited to dive into today's topic. First things first, Mallory, as I told you before, I feel like you're the first podcast host on this podcast. So I just want to start off by asking you about your podcast journey. When did you get started with your podcast? How did you think of the name? Why did you start it? And how has it been ever since? Yeah, definitely. So I am the host of the 20s and 20 podcast, as you already mentioned. The name really comes from it's all about your 20s in only 20 minutes. So we cover a variety of topics and then I edit it down to only 20 minutes. So it's really just like a quick hit, like while you're getting ready, um, while you're waiting in line at Starbucks, a good way to listen to a podcast. So it's a lot of condensed information. And honestly, this podcast is a quarantine podcast, which many podcasts are. I'm sure that's no surprise to you. And this really just came (laughs) out of, I was living alone in Dallas, Texas, which we can talk about more later on. And, you know, March came around, there was a lot of self-reflection, a lot of time spent by myself. And I just started to think like, what's something that like, with this free time, if you could start, what would you do now? And like, of course, like everybody would be like, get in shape or like learn to cook. And I'm like, I don't really care about that. So I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. And then once I started to tell people that I actually was like thinking about it, then they started to follow up with me on it. And then it was like, oh man, I think I actually have to start a podcast now. Oh, wow. Did you ever see yourself starting a podcast in the past? Like ever? No, like it's never been on like a bucket list of mine or anything. Honestly, I actually, my manager asked me one day, she was like, if you could be doing anything like in your free time, what would you be doing? Like, and this was before the pandemic. And I actually said podcast. So I think that seed was like 
oh wow and, and like implanted in the back of my brain but I actually was like when am I ever gonna do that how would I do that and I'm sure you felt the same way like it can be really uncomfortable to like put yourself out there and talk about subjects and ask people oh, yes. on your podcast like it takes a lot of courage to do this so I was always like no way yeah same I feel like quarantine really blessed us all in so many different ways like who knew like we would start a podcast you know I feel like sometimes people start a podcast like from a business perspective or you know like or they're like big influencers who already have something like they have the stability and on the side they're starting a podcast but I feel like with us it's more like it's just to relate with other people you know like relate with the student community with the youth out Mm -hmm. there and it's just a different way of just having fun with your free time yeah definitely every week I'm like shocked that there's even one listener out there I'm like I can't even imagine someone sitting down and hearing me talk so it is fun and I always I like to say like 2020 really is like the best worst year um it's been yes so hard but it's like on without hardships like nothing great would come out of it so it's also forced us to do things that push us out of our comfort zone no definitely and now since we're actually going to be diving into like your life after college I personally actually want to know about your college life and experience because I feel like as I mentioned before many of our listeners right now are undergraduates or like people who are in university right now but like if you had to describe your college experience in one word what would it be (laughs) (laughs) one word I would say unreal like I feel like I went to the University of Arizona you went to Berkeley so I'm sure you're familiar um and it was that traditional like when you watch like a fraternity movie like that was my college experience (laughs) I feel like um and I'm honestly shocked like the running joke between my friends and I in college was like we're getting a four-year paid vacation like this is this is crazy um yeah where I went to school in Tucson is actually known to be the sunniest place in America which is really surprising but we have more sunny days than any other city in the country so like it's just like cool parties and it's just so fun and then of course like you're there to get an education so when push comes to shove you're also like really trying to work hard and balance that social and school life oh definitely and I feel for me like in Berkeley as you mentioned you definitely have like the fat life but at the same time like it's like two opposites you know like two polar parts one side you have the party life and the second side you have like academics like heavily Mm -hmm. academic focused you know it's like you really have to find your balance and like you need to know when you have to give your energy to what because if not you can really just like fall off the bat you get what I mean Oh, totally. And I had so many friends, I feel like throughout my entire college experience that like had to transfer or like didn't make it through or had to take another year before they graduated. Like it can really get away from you. So it is important, you know, you are there for school, you need to prioritize your schoolwork, but like five years from now, what are you going to remember studying for that quiz that didn't really matter or like having a really good night? So I guess that really depends on your personality, but That's actually, yeah, yeah, that mindset, that perspective is something I'm actually trying to get into. Like, you know, it's okay to like relax a bit, like stop being so hard on yourself. It's okay. Like take a deep breath and like, it's fine. Like relax a little bit. Yeah, no. And we could talk about this further too, but like, I remember, you know, I faced rejection. I got rejected from business school. I got rejected from jobs. And I remember every time I was faced with that rejection, 
it was like, this is the end of the world. I'm so distraught. What's going to be next? Where am I going to be? And realistically, looking back now, as I'm a 24 year old in a working world, living by myself, like fully sufficient, like those things, they mattered because they pushed me to keep going in the direction that I wanted to. But at the same time, it's not the end all be all there's going to be something else and it's going to get better. And like, that's also something you have to keep in the back of your head too, is like, if you fail a test, it's totally okay. If you fail a class, it's okay. Like that stuff needs to happen. So you can realize like, Hey, maybe organic chemistry is not for me. Like maybe I should look at something else. Like it's there to help you pivot and understand, like I'm failing because I don't understand or don't want to understand something, you know? Exactly. And I feel like I'm so happy you mentioned that because I feel like a part of entering that adult phase or that adult world is to understand that it's fine. Some things don't work the way you plan it to. You know, I feel like everyone has this vision in their head that, you know what, after high school, I have this four year plan and this is exactly how everything should work out. And then from there, my this is supposed to be my job and that's exactly how it's supposed to work out. But that's the thing, though, like life is not a straight line, though. Yeah. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's you cannot plan out your life. Things are going to change people lost their jobs. People are coming up with entrepreneurships every day. People are working from home. Like I was talking to one girl the other day, actually on my podcast. And she was saying she graduated in February, got her dream job the first week of March and was laid off the third week of March. Like you cannot plan for unforeseeable events, you know? Wow. Oh my God. Like you see, that's the thing. Like sometimes like Things like this, like the uncertainty, it really gets to your head. But at the same time, how you react to that situation, how you respond to it, that's in your hand. Like that's literally you take control of that. Yeah, definitely. It's like you just got to get back on the horse, keep trying. Yeah, life kicks you down, but you got to stand back up. Literally. And now that you're actually like looking back at your college life, if you had something that you could recommend to us students who are still in college right now, what would you say? Oh man, a recommendation to college kids (laughs) looking back. I think, again, it like just goes hand in hand with those little comments. Like don't dwell on the little things. Don't lose sleep. Like don't stress out over that stuff. And it can be applied across anything. Like don't lose sleep over that frat boy. Like don't lose sleep over your homework assignments. Like nothing is worth making your mental health like fluctuate other than you know bettering yourself and like don't even sweat gaining the freshman 15 like this all happens and it all goes away and like (laughs) you're gonna move on and it's gonna be fine so I just feel like you know there's drama with friend groups you're moving away from home like there's competitive stress with like applying for jobs after college and like all of that literally doesn't matter I would just say focus on what makes you happy focus on what you want to do and it'll all work out it's I'll say it again it doesn't matter that's the thing at the end it always works out as long as you have that mindset you put your energy and focus into knowing that at the end of it things are going to work out you're chilling you're you're fine yeah no it totally and there's so many times that I'm like I wish I could just go back and be like breathe you're fine this doesn't even matter you know yeah exactly and now that we're actually looking into like your life after college tell me about your journey just moving to a new city was it a slippery road or did you were you the kind of person who always had everything figured out yeah no that's a great question so I've actually moved to two new cities after college so I 
right after college went and lived in California and worked for a wine company out there in Orange County. Um, so I was doing sales out there. I was not like at a winery drinking wine all day. I was like in grungy grocery stores doing <laughs> sales. Um, but love California and I love that environment. And I honestly moved there without really knowing anyone, but I did have some college friends that I kind of leaned on. And then, you know, I will say like the biggest thing coming out of college is the people you work with will truly become your friend group. And you know, jobs come and go, coworkers come and go, but like the people you befriend, you guys stay connected. So that's how in that first city, I found a lot of my great friends. And then I lived and worked out there for a little over a year. And then I actually got a job offer to come out to Dallas doing a role that I had wanted to do since graduating, but didn't oh, wow. have the work experience. Yeah. didn't have the work experience for it. So was previously rejected for the role, actually had them call me up and say, Hey, we still have your resume on file. Like, would you be interested in reapplying? So that is a key learning. They do keep your resume on file that exists. So they called me and within 30 days, I packed up and moved to Dallas. And Dallas has been a crazy experience because actually moving here, I do not know a soul. I don't have any family. Nobody comes here for vacation. Like, you're really not getting that. a whole lot of <laughs> social interaction. So I've really had to push myself on how to meet people. And honestly, this pandemic more than ever, I've like really gone outside of my comfort zone, but I have really had to get creative with making friends. You know, I work for a really large corporate organization. So everyone's a lot older than me. Um, you know, the people I consider my peers are four to five years older. So they're at a much different stage in their life, looking to get engaged, buying houses while I'm just like, <laughs> I just want to find someone to go out with like <laughs> at a very much lower age in my life. Um, and so, you know, I've done a lot of extreme things. I've done Bumble BFF. I've met a really good friend in Dallas through actually Ooh. going on a Bumble BFF date. That's a crazy experience. We can talk through a little bit more. Um, I joined intramural rec leagues. I think are, if you, if you've even touched a ball in your life, I highly recommend them for meeting people. I know in Dallas, they have a place called the sandbar. That's where I play volleyball every Thursday night and it's a bar and it's people your age. It's just a great way to meet people. Um, what else have I done? Oh, I've done it all. Dating apps, speed dating. I'm like anything and everything to put yourself out there. But it really has been beneficial to meeting people. And making oh, friends yeah. after college is not easy if you don't already have a solid ground. I feel like that's the thing, though. You know, once you like after college and just like in that stage of your life, people become closed off. People have different things going on that people don't really talk about how hard it can be to make friends. Like, it's just, it's difficult. Yeah, no, know? I definitely know. And yeah, I think it's, it's uncomfortable. It's honestly like dating, but for friends, like you really have to put yourself out there, like slide in people's DMs, mm. ask people for friends of friends. Really and can eventually you're going to find people you love and you love to hang out with. And then it's just going to grow. But like, you need to start with like a solid, a solid two or three, and then you can grow from there and you'll meet one offs and it'll be fun. But yeah, 
yeah, it's interesting. It's like it's like you have a little bubble, but you really need to get out of that bubble to like find new people, reach out to new people. But getting on the juicy stuff, tell me about Bumble BFF and speed dating. How is that? <laughs> yeah, so Bumble BFF is interesting. So it's obviously through the dating app Bumble. Um, I'm also on that, whatever. <laughs> but it's basically, it's so weird. It's like you swipe on girls to potentially be your friend. Um, I joke with my Bumble BFF all the time. I'm like, I did it once, but I'll probably not do it again. <laughs> Just because <laughs> it's so much like effort and conversation and then pressure to meet up with someone just for like a friendship. And it, it works out great. I feel like if you had another friend and like you invited two other friends and then it could be a group thing, I think it would take a lot of the pressure off, but like it can be uncomfortable to meet someone for brunch and like get to know someone without it being like a romantic thing. Like it's, yeah, it's a sense. much different like playing field. So I do think if you truly don't know anyone, like I didn't, um, it's a great way to get out there. And most of the girls on there are either just moving here or moved here and don't really have friends or moved here for their boyfriend and don't have any girlfriends. So it's really interesting, um, but definitely a weird experience, but it had a good result. So it's pretty effective, I guess. And then <laughs> um, speed dating, it, that's actually something I started during, um, the, <laughs> this is so funny. That's actually something I started during quarantine. Um, so it's virtual speed dating and it's actually Whoa. through a dating app called The League um which is like it sounds super bougie but it's really just like they want to sound super bougie it's really not um <laughs> and yeah that's a super interesting experience it's like so you go you get on at like let's say it's 9 p.m on whatever day and then they they'll pair you with three people that night and they do it twice a week um this was during this is like in the height of the pandemic I'm honestly not even sure if they're still doing it but and they'll pair you up with three people. So like, you'll get the first guy, you'll see his profile. So you'll know immediately, like, yes, right off the bat, he's attractive. We're like, eh, not really my type. And then they'll flash you a prompt. And then you have two minutes to talk to this person. And then at the end of it, you either like them or you don't like them. And then if you match, you can be like, this is literally, this is literally like some Zoom breakout rooms. (laughs) This is literally a Zoom breakout room mixed with black mirror. I don't know what this is. Um, Did I have anything positive come out of that? Not really. Would I recommend it if you're in a large city like Chicago, New York, Dallas, LA? Sure. Yeah, definitely. And especially, you know, if you're staying home, being safe, that's a great way to get a lot of people in front of you. It breaks that barrier of like messaging because you like basically FaceTimed. So it's a very interesting experience. That is crazy. I didn't even know things like this existed. Like, where am I? Oh my God. See, you got to move to a new city where you don't know anyone and you'll be amazed at the shit you start doing. crazy. (laughs) Wow. Now, actually moving into the new city, okay? Like, do you ever feel like an imposter? I feel like every person I talk to who moves to a new city, of course, they miss home. They miss their friends back home and everything. But at a point in life, right, everyone does feel like an imposter just because of, like, other people getting their shit done. Other people just you know, exploring their passion and things like that. But did you ever like feel that way? Or you're like, nah, I'm too good for this. (laughs) You know, I do think everybody has that 
sense come over them. Um, and I do think it's driven by that lack of like not having a home here or roots here or anything to tie mm. you back. So like when you're listening to people talk about their lives here, you're not really grounded. So I can see where that feeling comes from. I've never really felt like an imposter maybe because I think I can walk around here and people will think I'm born and raised. Um, (laughs) No, not really. They're like, you sound like a Valley girl. No way you're from here. But you know, I'm never like, I don't belong here or I don't feel like I belong here. I just think it gives you that sense of like, you really like now, you know, I've lived here almost two years. It'll be two years in April. Um, And so like my apartment is my home and like I have friends and I have people I can text to do stuff on a weekend, but really you get that sense of like, uh, what is happening in my life when like, it's a Saturday night and you want to do something, but Mm -hmm. you have no one to reach out to and nothing to do. And that's when you're like, do I even fit in here? Is this my life? Should I be here? And that's when like self-doubt creeps a little, but it just takes time. Definitely. I feel like in Berkeley too when you know you had the weekend and like everyone was just going out for Halloween or like different parties but you have deadlines you need to finish or like you know you are a slow learner so you it takes you more time than the rest and that's when like self-doubt really 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 kicks in but I feel like again you talked about rejection right how did that feel and did self-doubt kick in at that time yeah rejection is a big slap in the face Um, but you know what, I will say I'm someone who all throughout college, I had internships and was president of a marketing club and was very passionate and stuck to my guns on what I wanted, which is why I think I faced so many rejections throughout like applying for jobs and things like that, because, you know, I was punching above my weight. Like I felt like this is what I'm worth. This is what I have to do. And, you know, the biggest wake up call I had for me graduating college is like, you know, you graduate college and nobody has to hand you a job. Uh, But I wanted to have a job when I graduated college. So I ended up taking this sales job that I mentioned that I honestly didn't love. But if it weren't for taking that sales job, I wouldn't have been able to move to this next phase of like actually doing a marketing job for a company that I wanted to work for and being qualified now. So Yeah, I will definitely say rejection gives you some self-doubt. I know I applied to be in our like business school at University of Arizona, which by the way, is not hard to get into. And I got rejected (laughs) and was like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I getting rejected from something that's literally not even competitive? Like what is happening? And, you know, it makes you take a step back and think, what could I do differently And then how am I going to move forward? And that's what I did. So ultimately, you know, I made school a bigger priority in my life. I changed my major and just took a different direction. And I still ended up where I wanted to be. So I will say, again, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Don't let rejection stop you from doing what you want to do. If you're gung-ho about something, just because you get rejected doesn't mean it's not for you. Exactly. And this just reminds me that, When things don't work out your way, it just redirects you to something else, something greater. And that's one thing I just tell myself, like when I have those days, right? And I'm like, wait, it's just something better coming my way. And this actually reminds me of a quote too, where it says, rejection doesn't hurt me, but missed opportunities do. So I don't even look Mm -hmm. at rejection. I'm like, okay, if that's an opportunity that can maybe 
you know, lead to something bigger and greater for me, then why not? I'm not going to miss that opportunity if it's coming to me, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. And I remember being in college, having people be like, if you get rejected, it's okay. There's always more. And I'm like, yeah. no, it's not okay. <laughs> and like, now I'm that person that's like, it's fine. There's light at the end of the tunnel, but it's true. And that goes for everything that goes for, you know, getting into sorority houses or clubs or boys like if you get rejected from something trust me it's for the better oh yeah there's so many people especially when they get rejected by a boy they're like yeah my life's over and I'm like no no it's not yeah no I'm a firm believer of like I will go like a full hard 80% and if you're not reciprocating back like all the way to the hundred then like this is end of the line you know like so many girls are oh, like yeah, same, pining same, and pining same, same. and pining after these like heartbreaking frat boys. And I'm like, just drop him, leave him behind. <laughs> so much easier said than done. Literally don't listen to me on that advice, but I just feel like <laughs> gotta work for what you want, you know? No, of course. And actually talking about balance now, I feel like we talked about your podcast, right? And now that you actually have jobs and everything that you're working towards, which again, I'm going to get into right now, but I feel like you have so many other things that you have to worry about. Like you have just, you just have a lot on your plate, you know, but how do you kind of keep control of everything? How do you balance your podcast with your job, with your friendships, with your family? Like, how do you get in control of everything? Yeah, no, this is a great question because when I started the podcast, there was no social life, right? So I'm like, this is so easy to do both at the same time and keep mm-hmm. it going. And same, yeah, oh my God, it, was, same. it was a cakewalk. And then now my job is back to like 100% pre quarantine, like workload. I'm not in an office yet, but I'm still at like maximum capacity workload. Um, I'm still putting out an episode every week on my podcast. And I'm still hanging out with my friends. And honestly, it's exhausting. But what's really kept me Mm -hmm. going, first of all, being super organized is what matters. Like you have to plan ahead if you're going to do like a podcast or social or a YouTube channel, like you just have to like have a pipeline, I feel like of content to, so then you're not stressing about like, who am I going to have on? Like, can they come on like ASAP or like next week or whatever? I think it's just like all about having a timeline, having to know like when you need things done. Um, Obviously I'm a big proponent of, I work during my work hours. So I work my like eight to five day and that's all, that's all work. And then when five o'clock comes, I'm a big proponent of shut your laptop and don't answer emails because if you were in an office environment, like you would have walked out the door and like they wouldn't have stopped you. So like, you need to have that same self-respect at your home, like take time to make your dinner, like edit your podcast Mm -hmm. record. So I'm a really firm believer of that. And luckily, you know, I have a manager who's really supportive and feels the same because she is a family. So that matters as well. Um, and then to balance with my social life is honestly, it's so funny. I like treat myself to like going out with my friends and then I'm like on Sunday hungover, like editing a podcast, hating my life. Um, so that (laughs) happens more often than not, but I think it's funny how like my friends don't realize how much time and effort goes into the podcast. Like they think it's just like creating an Instagram post, like it just makes itself happen. I'm like, no. (laughs) a lot of work 
a lot that's the thing like as you mentioned i started my thing in quarantine too and i'm like yeah this stuff is easy i'm vibing i'm chilling but once school started midterms deadlines assignments i'm like wow this stuff is actually hard like you need to be organized and you need to know like you need to set a schedule for yourself you know like okay at first if i'm working on these assignments let me just focus on that because sometimes for me like at the start i remember i was just like i was too much into my podcast that i would not want to (laughs) work like literally because it was still mm-hmm. very new to me, right? And I was really like, it was a, it was an exciting journey for me. So I was like, you know what? Let me just use this, do this right now and record episodes. And I w- But then over time, I realized that it's not healthy for me to be doing this. Like, it's really not. So I need to actually start balancing both. Yeah, and I will say, I think it would be a lot harder to do a podcast and balance schoolwork because school doesn't have that hard stop deadline. Like school's not like you get what you get done and then you can be done for the day. It's like, if you have a midterm, midterm, like you need to spend all your time like getting that done and like studying and preparing. And if you're not doing it, you feel guilty and, or you're procrastinating. Um, so I will say it's a lot, it's a lot harder. I'm going to say to balance with schoolwork just because you do have more of that independence and it really does ride on you from both ends um, from a school perspective mm-hmm. and a podcast perspective. Definitely. And that's why one thing I tell myself is that no matter what, just stay consistent. Like, you know, take it slow, take it one day at a time, but stay consistent. You know, whether that's schoolwork, whether that's dancing, whether that's anything else that you're invested in, just be consistent. Take it one day at a time, kind of. especially in quarantine too. Yeah. And I, I'm also a big believer of like, the minute you start to hate something, stop doing it. Like if, if I ever mm-hmm. am like, I hate this podcast, then I'm going to be done because it's not worth slaving all my time into this for no like internal reward or gratification just for like an outward reward. So that's my other thing too, is like, you know, you have to get schoolwork done, but like, you don't have to do a podcast or you don't have to do any of these external activities that you feel like you should be doing. So that's the other thing too, Ooh, is yeah. like, like you started this podcast off, like take a week for yourself, take a couple weeks for yourself, like get back. And then that way you don't have that burnout of like, I'm so sick of doing this. Like I can't do it anymore, you know? Oh yes, definitely. And now actually talk to me about your job process. I feel like that's like, I don't even know. That's like a different world to me, the job world. Like, I don't even know what to think about it, but actually tell me if you had one thing people should actually check off their list, like the first thing they should check off their list when applying for jobs and just that whole category, what would it be? Yes, I feel like I could talk about jobs all day. <laughs> like, this is something I feel like I'm passionate about. I uh, One thing I would say is call to follow up on the job. Like if you've had an interview, if you've applied, you need to be calling people and bothering them. It's uncomfortable. It feels wrong. It feels like you shouldn't be, but like you're competing against someone else, let's say who's equally or better qualified than you. So you really need to push yourself to go that extra mile to be like, I want this so bad. I'm going to call you once a week until you confirm or deny that I have this job. And it's, it can be simple as, hey, this is Mallory. I just wanted to touch base and see if you had an update for me on the status of my job application or see if you have any next steps at following the interview we had last week. And it can be super conversational. It doesn't have to be like, hey, did I get the job? Yeah. Um, 
it's just touching base with them to be like, you know, Mallory's called me three times to follow up on this and Jeff hasn't called me at all. Like Mallory's got some drive and like would work hard for us. And it just really shows character. So that's one of my biggest tips. I think my other thing is practice out your interview questions, practice with a friend, say it in the mirror. Pretty much if you Google any job ever, it's going to have practice interview questions Mm -hmm. or interview questions that other people have had type out your answers and say them out loud. And you're going to sound so much more confident. You're going to have, you're going to be so much better prepared. Um, and that's something that I didn't really learn until later in my job application process. And the minute I started rehearsing and practicing as if it was a presentation, I knew the minute they said, what's your greatest strength or what's your greatest weakness? Exactly how I was going to respond. And that made you feel confident. So it, it just came off really positive. Right. Like personal development. Right. Like you can answer almost any, you can all, you can answer almost any question with like three, you can have three answers. I think, (laughs) I I don't know. I think I stole this from some TikTok girl, but like, there's like three answers that if you have those three down, you can answer any of their questions with at least one of those three. And I feel like even about the interview process, there's just so much out there on YouTube too like just now you mentioned TikTok like that's such a good resource just like that there's YouTube like people have millions of questions there so like practicing ahead of time is definitely something that can help definitely yeah and I will say if you can email and apply through a person instead of like a a link you'll be so much better ahead or if you can apply through a link and then email a person to be like, Hey, I applied or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, reach out to a hiring manager or HR, like that's going to put you so much further ahead because if you're fresh out of college, your resume is probably not triggering what those like search engine, whatever resources, whatever they use. Um, it's not triggering them from your resume because immediately it knows she doesn't have three years of work experience. So I think, again, it's all about getting that personal connection with someone and, you know, DM those people on LinkedIn and put yourself out there. Again, it's uncomfortable, but it's going to make the difference. And lastly, if there's one thing you wish more people knew, what would it be? This is just stuff that maybe you would tell your younger self. You know, that question that you ask people, like if you had to tell your younger (laughs) self something, what would it be? What would it be? My, honestly, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's, you're not going to know what you want to do until you start doing what you want to do, which is like a crazy phrase, but basically like you don't even know your dream job is out there yet. You don't even know what it is. You don't even know what it's going to look like. You may have an idea and you might have an understanding, but you don't even know what the possibilities are out there. You know, you think about like, um, like so many things didn't exist. Like when my dad was our age, there wasn't social media. So how could he say he wants to be a social media manager one day? So you don't even know about the opportunities that exist out there. Mm -hmm. So my whole thing is try everything, take every job, put yourself out there, apply for internships, apply for externships, reach out to people. The greatest resource you have are alumni and friends and colleagues and older people who have done a variety of jobs and they'll tell you, I think you would love to do this job or I hated that job. I would never recommend that to anyone, but 
again, you're not going to know what you want to do until you do it. So, and you're, you may think you want to do something and then you do it and you're like, this is awful and vice versa. So exactly. I think try everything, do everything, always say yes, take every opportunity. And if you're a hard worker, you're going to figure it out and you're going to wake up every day wanting to go to work and it's not going to be a pain and you're going to love your job. I love that. It's like if you're curious about something, build upon it, research about it. You know, like if it works for you, it works. If it doesn't, you know better. Yeah, definitely. Okay, Mallory, to wrap it up, I actually want to ask you a few fun questions that you need to answer in under five seconds. It's just my way of saying thank you. (laughs) Okay, let's do it. Okay. What made your day a little better today? Uh, Recording this podcast. How would your friends describe you in two words? Brutally honest. Last person you talked to? Uh, my friend Mia. Are you more of a dress-up party girl or lay around in pajamas, watch Netflix girl? Lay around in pajamas. <laughs> and who's the first person you call when you have good news? My dad. Well, this was it for this episode, Mallory. Thank you so much for talking to me. Thank you so much for giving us all these tips and just all these words of wisdom that we needed. It was so much fun talking to you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for letting me come on here and ramble about myself. Um, I really enjoyed recording with you. Of course. Now I know more about Bumble BFF and speed dating. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all really important things. I'm telling you. Okay, so if you want to go ahead and actually drop your social media and where people can find you. All right. If you guys are interested in more, you guys can go ahead, check out my podcast. You can follow me on Instagram. We're at 20s and 20 on Instagram. Or if you're curious just about me, you can follow my personal at Malmet on social. Um, And yeah, my 20s and 20 podcast is available to stream on all platforms, Spotify, Apple, pocket cast so wherever you're listening we're playing so feel free search for us um and yeah i hope you guys listen i hope you guys love this episode leave a review on this episode guys make sure to follow the let's talk pod on instagram for regular updates everything will be linked in the show notes as always remember to open up share and connect i will talk to you guys in my next episode see ya I love